Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and you're listening to Technically Speaking, as we call on experts to discuss topics related to technology and social media when it comes to business. We're exploring the term newsjacking for this episode. And yes, there are excellent and awful ways to utilize newsjacking. To fill us in on some details, we have Stacy Miller joining the show. Stacy is a senior social media manager for Vocus, which is a leading provider of cloud marketing software helping businesses reach and influence buyers across social networks, online, and through media. Stacy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tim. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's an interesting topic that some people may have never actually heard the term, although they've probably seen the strategy. So fill our listeners in. What is your definition of newsjacking? Yeah, absolutely. Newsjacking is a really interesting term. I think it originated maybe around 2010. One of the most noted people, I think, in the industry who have used it, someone called David Meerman Scott. Uh, He's an internet marketing expert and a strategist. He's a great guy. And so what newsjacking really is, is just using news events or stories for marketing or PR purposes. So Instead of just kind of blasting your messages out there about your products or your services, you're relating your brand to the news in a much more relatable way because people at the end of the day, they don't really care about your product or your service. They care about what is really going on in the world. Hmm. So newsjacking is essentially an effective way to insert your brand into the real-time conversations that are going on, whether it's on the TV, on the radio, on the web right now. So is this something that you see as being extremely important or or what would you pitch exactly to a business to say, you need to know this, you need to understand it, you need to realize how important this is for you? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you know, newsjacking, like I said earlier, it's a really interesting term. It might not be one that everyone understands, but you know, a better way to refer to newsjacking since newsjacking is kind of a buzzword right now is simply relevancy. It's making your your news relevant or real time, making your brand real time. So thinking about it in that case is why it's so important for businesses to know about and understand. And the reason is because it's really about, like I said, making your business relevant to what's going on in the world right now. Mm -hmm. Being relevant to what's going on in the news right now should be done every day. It shouldn't be a one-off thing. It shouldn't be something that you reserve for, you know, large events. It's something that you should be doing every single day, looking for opportunities to relate your business to real-time marketing. Because like I said, people care about what issues are going on in the world. And so the reason that newsjacking really works or real-time marketing really works is because when a story is breaking in the news or there's a trend that's going on that everyone's talking about, reporters and bloggers, the media, they're really looking for information to add to their stories, you know, beyond the basics that everybody already knows. They have a search for exclusivity, for interesting information, for relevant information. And so journalists go to Google to search, you know, what exactly what they want to write about. And if you're newsjacking something online and you're relating your brand to an event using keywords and using real-time tactics, then the chances of your news coming up in those journalist searches are greater. And then those chances are also greater of being covered. Well, as you said, I think, uh, you know, the relevancy being a big point to it. And of course, with social media and just the internet in general, there's that immediacy that can be out there. So let's give the listeners an idea of what exactly you're talking about. Maybe some examples. And, you know, the, the quickest and easiest place that it seems like people jump to is the idea of pop culture, whether, of course, that be music or sports or, you know, any sort of entertainment or art. I guess, what would you point to just in general, how a company can effectively play off of some of this 
pop culture and, and maybe some ways they can utilize the idea of newsjacking. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe we should, uh, let's, let's talk about an example or maybe two recent examples of newsjacking to kind of help illustrate this concept. So yeah, definitely. I think the most notable ones that everybody remembers, if you're thinking of newsjacking, Oreo, the sandwich cookie. And what they did um, on last year's Super Bowl during the blackout was all the lights were out. We couldn't continue the Super Bowl, but there were still commercials. So what Oreo did was they sprung into real time. They had a team that was able to create the assets to air a commercial and put out social media assets. And what the campaign was is that you can still dunk in the dark. So they were advertising, <laughs> you know, their cookies saying, you know, there's a blackout, but that doesn't mean you can't you know, stop munching on our cookies. And it was really effective because it was relevant. It was addressing what had just happened. It was this blackout, which I don't know if it ever happened in Super Bowl history during a major sporting event like this where millions of people are watching. Right. And they made this little cookie relevant to all millions of those people watching. So that's a really interesting example. One that was more recent happened, I believe it was at the Grammys. And so one of the music artists, Pharrell, he wore this hat and it was, uh, I can't really describe the hat to you. It was brown, it was tall, it was kind of old-timey. Right. And it kind of looked like the Arby's hat. <laughs> and the way Arby's newsjacked the Grammys was by tweeting on Twitter, hey, Pharrell, can we have our hat back? And that tweet <laughs> went viral. And Pharrell didn't do it because he thought it was an Arby's hat. But Arby's saw an opportunity and they related their sandwiches, their fast food brand, to the Grammys because the artist was wearing a hat that looked like their logo. So sure. those are some really interesting examples. When it comes to trying to evaluate what events to newsjack or how companies can really effectively play off pop culture events, you know, coming up right now, entertainment events like the awards season, the Oscars are coming up on Sunday. And there's a really cool example. I think it was from last year's Oscars. Charmin had newsjacked the Oscars by saying, uh, good luck to the nominees tonight. Don't forget to look down before your speech. And the photo was of toilet paper hanging out from, you know, behind one of the beautiful gowns that nice. people, the thousand dollar gowns that people wear to the Oscars. So they're making their brands really relevant, really timely. Um, it's, it's just it's just creating a relationship between exactly what's going on in the world. What else? is So the Olympics just passed. Mm -hmm. That would have been a great event to, to kind of news that the Olympics is huge. I think one of the most notable brands during the Olympics was Subway and Subway didn't actually pay for any advertising. Coca-Cola was the main sponsor, but Subway got the most like uh, food publicity, I guess you could say, during the Olympics because of their commercials and because of their athletes who endorsed Subway. They came out with a new sandwich that was heavily um, advertised during the Olympics. Athletes got to eat. So that was kind of their message, how they kind of newsjacked. Also coming up, you know, music events like concerts, those are all fair game for newsjacking in pop culture. Celebrity news can be really interesting for newsjacking if your brand is, is like a lifestyle brand or retail brand. Mm -hmm. Maybe a celebrity is wearing a lookalike of a piece of clothing that you retail and that you sell. There's an opportunity for newsjacking right there. So, you know, creating the information that the media or even your consumer is going to find when they're looking for more information about the story. So, you know, the absolute number one thing you need when you're newsjacking is to have a legitimate tie to what's going on right now. Sure. Those are all great examples. And I think ones that most people should be able to, uh, you know, relate to a little bit. So I do appreciate you bringing those up. How about mistakes, though, that you can make? Pop culture, as you said, you know, it's probably a little more lighter fare. And it's, I would say it's harder to get yourself in, quote unquote, in trouble. But what are some mistakes that companies do make when they're trying to take advantage of maybe some of these situations or, or what's going on? 
Oh, absolutely. And this happens all the time. And I don't feel absolutely comfortable calling, you know, certain companies out because obviously we love all companies. <laughs> we have a lot of clients sure, out there. Sure, sure. None of them were our clients, obviously. But, you know, real-time marketing, you know, is, is kind of new. There are a lot of lessons in real-time marketing. So, you know, some mistakes that I've seen, um, there was one brand, a clothing brand, and this was kind of notable. They tried to hijack the uprising in Egypt and said that uh, um. the people were uprising in Egypt because it was their new spring sale and the prices were so low. And that was a really serious kind of political turmoil for yeah. that nation. It was all over our news. And so it wasn't quite something to make fun of. Something closer to home, um, this is a, you know, a, you know, a bad example. There was a company that tried to hijack Hurricane Sandy, uh, another retail company. And, you know, there are people in need. There are people who are homeless and, and all these things are going on. And then they put out some advertising and some messaging that said, you know, Hurricane Sandy victims can get 20% off of our clothing. Ugh. And people don't need 20% off. They needed free clothing. They needed shelter. Right, right. Duracell did a really good job of kind of turning that around. Duracell also kind of did some real-time marketing and news jacked Hurricane Sandy by taking around mobile trucks that had charging stations so that people could charge their phones absolutely free so that they could reach their loved ones and let them know that they're okay when all the power was out and all the batteries were dead when they were out of power for days on end. So, you know, hijacking events or newsjacking events that are political in nature are, I think, I kind of strongly caution against just because, you know, there are going to be people that side with you. And of course, there are always going to be people that don't side with you. Right. Um, we also don't want to hijack uh, sensitive events or historical events. You know, 9-11 happened quite some time ago. It's a time of sorrow and it's a time of mourning in our country. Um, but it happened and we're rebuilding and it's kind of a story of triumph for us as a nation. And so, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, news jacking 9-11 might not have been a great idea. It would have been a horrible idea. But now, if there's a brand that could tie something to 9-11 that illustrates the triumph of the U.S. and of the firefighters and of the policemen who work so hard to help, you know, rebuild the city, that might be very relevant. And that, to me, wouldn't really be called news jacking, mm -hmm. uh, which is why I want to kind of move away from the term here. It's just real-time marketing. It's relevancy. Um, and it's creating an emotional real tie sure. um, with your audience. Well, you brought up 9-11. I think that is always an interesting one because I do think companies want to show respect and they want to, you know, as you said, maybe show the positive side of it and, and pay tribute to those who, who did suffer in it. There was one locally, we're, we're located here in Wisconsin, and there was a golf course that was offering a, a special on 9-11 that you could play the course for $9.11. And there was mixed reaction to that, of course. <laughs> so what's kind of your general take on that? Because there really wasn't anything to it as far as honoring the people who had died or who had fought, you know, to, to save people. So exactly. I guess I feel like it's just a tough balance, but you would say that was probably a poor use of, of this idea. I would say that was a poor use of the idea, mainly because they were trying to capitalize off the event and make money mm -hmm. off of a tragic event. I wouldn't try to make, I wouldn't try to news jack or do real time marketing or relevancy marketing on an event that's historical because it looks like you're trying to take advantage of it. It right. looks insensitive. It just looks like you didn't plan it out very well and you could end up hurting a lot of your, your prospects who might have been considering you. They'll never come back to you again after something like that. Now, if the golf course had done something like, um, you know, on 9-11, we're offering we're honoring all police officers and firefighters. Sure. Any police officer and firefighter who shows their badge gets a round of golf on us for free. Thank you for your service. That would be an effective, you know, news check or real-time marketing, relevancy marketing. You're just, you're connecting with your audience. 
that's a terrific way to to spin it around there. I appreciate you giving us that that idea. I think that fits in well with what you're talking about versus the idea, as you said, of newsjacking as opposed to real-time marketing, as you put it. How much does it matter what industry you're in or what maybe the style of your organization is? And I'm just asking more on the side of maybe you're a serious financial company versus a toy company. I mean, does that matter much as far as how you utilize the idea of real-time marketing or newsjacking? Yeah, absolutely. Because different industries and different verticals all have different sets of messaging and and protocols that, that they go by when they're marketing to their audiences. I think your example, you know, asking about financial industries is really interesting. And it's also really tough because in that sector, I think that the messaging, it must be approved. You know, it can't be too sarcastic. It can't, right. you know, there are a lot of things that could offend your customers or your prospects. You have a lot of stakeholders. So the messaging that you put out there is very important. And whatever you put out there has to support your brand's mission and your brand values and also your stakeholders. Uh, law is also another industry I get frequently asked about when it comes to social media and marketing and how do I do this in an industry that's so highly regulated, Sure, you know, and it's, it's different from B2B to B2C, retail to finance to law to health. Um, it's going to be different for every industry. I think the most important advice I would give there is to test your messaging before you ever go out and put it out to the public. If you're marketing a company, you should be testing your messaging. So if you're thinking of doing something a little different and a little rogue, something a little more real time, you want to make sure that you monitor the conversations around it. Make sure you do, you know, a SWOT analysis so you know um, the strengths, the weaknesses, and the opportunities just kind of related to exactly what you're doing because you want to be prepared for um, positive reaction or you want to be prepared for a negative reaction. Mm-hmm. There are companies that newsjack and they get bad PR from it and it ends up being a mistake and then they've got to spend some time repairing their damage. So it's very, very, very important to evaluate the messages that you're sending, making sure that they're relating as tightly as possible to what's going on and that it's positive. So in that realm, I mean, do you believe that if a company can truly afford it, that it would be effective and it would be almost essential nowadays to have someone full-time on social media, online, being on top of the news, understanding how to utilize this, as opposed to maybe somebody who comes in with a, I don't know, a traditional marketing degree and they're sort of handling different things. I mean, what would, in a perfect ideal organization, what would you suggest? Here at Zocus, we have a really broad range of clients and we service everyone from startups to the mid-market all the way up to enterprise. And so we see teams that are, you know, five people. And so one person has many roles and many hats. So they can only dedicate, you know, an hour a day to social media. Mm-hmm. And then we service enterprise teams and we see there are teams of 40, 100 marketing people. And they have dedicated social media people or several dedicated social media people. I think that it's really important to have someone working on social media, regardless of whether it's for news jacking or not. For the smaller businesses out there, I understand um, it's hard to afford someone to work on just social media, especially when you're looking for the return. But having someone, you know, at least once a day, you can afford to look at social media once a day, 20 minutes a day when you wake up, you know, when you're eating your breakfast or you're on your way to work, um, to look and see exactly what's trending on the web. You can see what's trending on the web just by visiting your favorite news site. You can go to Twitter on Twitter.com. It shows the top trending topics Mm -hmm. on the left-hand side. If you go to Facebook, Facebook now has trending topics on the upper right-hand side. So all you have to do is simply log in and see what the web is talking about today. You read the list. 
and you see if you can relate your business in any way to it. If you can't, you move on and you go to the next day. That's the best way to do it, uh, you know, with minimal effort, with minimal spend. Because, again, new checking and, and real-time marketing, it doesn't have to be this tactic that's expensive either. We're not saying to go out and spend uh, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars on an ad. You can do it simply through social media sure. or through a blog post or through a carefully timed press release. It's all about kind of using the assets that you have. Well, Stacey, uh, it's been a very interesting conversation. Definitely, I think you've given us some good advice, uh, maybe whether it be, again, as you mentioned, a small team or a larger team that's working on some of these things. We are getting low on time, but I wanted to give you the opportunity here to give us a final thought, a takeaway for our listeners about this topic, anything you feel that maybe we missed or you really wanted to emphasize regarding uh, this conversation. Yeah, I think uh, the number one thing that I want to emphasize when it comes to news shacking or real-time marketing is that you have to be fast at it. You have to be super quick at it. You can't see a trend today and decide to act on it tomorrow because tomorrow is not good enough. You have to kind of drop everything. You have to evaluate whether this is going to have a return for your business and then begin working on your response to the news trend right that second. Because the longer you wait, the less likely you are um, to be seen by the media or your consumers. Because if something is breaking right now, they're going to find out about it instantly on social media, through friends, through their news sites, and start writing their stories and forming their opinions and making their purchasing decisions. So being the first to the punch when it comes to a trend or an event is kind of the most effective way to start executing news tracking. Very well put. And with that, we will close things out here on Technically Speaking. In our examination of the strategy known as newsjacking, it can also be considered that real-time marketing would be the term that Stacy has introduced us to as well. And we hope that this does help out some of the businesses out there who are listening and understand the effective use of this strategy. Again, we've been guided by our expert guest, Stacy Miller, a senior social media manager with Vocus. Stacy, thanks again for bringing us your perspective today. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tim, and thanks everyone for listening. And as always, we're interested in hearing from all of you listening as well. So please drop an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments or suggestions for this or any shows on LJN Radio. Until next time, I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.